Hey Navigators, boy do I have an episode for you today. So, I've talked a lot about how it's been more inconvenient for me to travel with my guide dog because of people and their ridiculousness and whatever service animal they think they have. Well, I got a story for you before I get started. Now, this show may take two episodes, so just bear with me. But I want you to get the people that you know together or or tell them about these episodes. Because once you hear this story, you'll understand why it's so important. And I, yes, I'm actually going to call the company out. So my daughter works for Ashley Furniture, Ashley Home Furnishings or Ashley Home Goods or whatever it's called now. And she's a manager in the office of one of the stores here in Arizona. And one of the girls she hired, oh, hold on, here comes Garmin. Come on in. Maybe not. Um. Oh, there he is. Lay down. So, sorry. Garmin always has to be a part of the show. Um, so, she, she, she had this girl working for her, and the girl had an, what she, her words, an emotional support dog. And it was... I can't remember what kind of dog she, my daughter said it was, but it was a, a German Shepherd looking dog. Not a German Shepherd, but of the same kind of, very similar. And um, one day, people from another store had come in because they were leaving. They're moving out of state. So they came in to say goodbye and they had their baby with them. Well, this girl's dog decided to, okay, the woman was holding the baby and the dog decided to growl and start lunging at the baby. I was so mad when my daughter told me this because this is exactly why I it's such a ridiculous concept of bringing your emotional support dog to work. If you cannot handle your own emotions to go to work, I'm sorry. I, I love all of you. And, and I have friends. I have a very, very, very good friend that um, wants an emotional support dog for her bipolar. And I, I 100% understand why, but you cannot bring that dog in public. You just can't it. You can't. And the only way to change that is to change the laws. And so what I thought I would do, which I don't normally just read on my show, but I feel like this is important. And so my plan is to kind of read to you 
what the ADA's most updated rules, uh, uh, requirements for service animals. Okay. This was last updated February 28th of 2020. Um, I'm guessing it's because of the census, because as it talks in here, it's talking about the last update in 2010. And I believe the census comes out every decade. And so, um, this is actually from ADA.gov. So if you would like to look into it more yourself or, you know, you don't believe me or whatever, I will, I will tell you that that is where I'm getting this from. And before you guys start talking and laughing at me, yes, I know how to read, but my screen is enlarged so big that I have to scroll across to see what I'm reading. So yes, it's going to sound like I'm stammering a little bit, but you know, just give me the best, give me, you know, give me a little grace on this. Um, and so what this says is, is that this, these are up, these are the 2010 standards and the updates. It also is talking about, um, um, building design for, you know, uh, companies and, you know, their building accessibility for like the restrooms and ramps and things like that. Um, so as just an overview, okay, beginning March 15th, wait, yes. Okay. Sorry. Beginning March 15th, 2011, only dogs are recognized as service animals under Title II and Title III of the ADA. Now, Title II of the ADA is regarding um, government buildings, local, state, federal government, and Title III is public and community buildings. Okay, just so you just so you know what those are. Um, also, a service animal is a dog that is individually trained to do work or perform tasks for a person with a disability. Okay. Now, a couple key words here. Uh, the dog is trained to do work or perform tasks your dog laying there and letting you pet him is not performing a task for a person with a disability. It's just, it's not according to these rules. Okay. Next, generally title two and title three entities. So public and private government and public must permit service animals to accompany people with disabilities in all areas where members of the public are allowed to go. Now, yes, it does say generally because there are some, some, um, caveats. Uh, for example, the zoo, uh, you cannot take your dog to the zoo. However, but the zoo must require a clean and safe kennel for your dog if you choose to bring your your service dog to the zoo. 
Um, they, but you, you do not get to bring your dog and just wander through the zoo. And that's for obvious reasons. Um, okay. So here we go. How service animal is defined. And I am reading this. So this is all quotes. Hold on. Let me enlarge it a little bit so I can see it a little better. <laughs> service animals are defined as dogs that are individually trained to do work or perform tasks for people with disabilities. Examples of such work or tasks include guiding people who are blind, alerting people who are deaf, pulling a wheelchair, alerting and protecting a person who is having a seizure, Um, reminding a person with mental illness to take prescribed medications, calming a person with post-traumatic stress disorder during an anxiety attack, or performing other duties, service, oops, I'm sorry, or perf performing other duties, that's, there's a period. So now let me talk about this for a second. Now, when it says reminding person with a mental illness to take prescribed medications, if you have a legitimate service dog for, say, your bipolar, that dog needs to be trained, if nothing else, to remind you to take your medication. It cannot be just for emotional support. Emotional support is not performing a task. And that's where people get confused. Um, same thing with PTSD. That's not the same as, oh, I just, I stress out in public. It's, that is not the same thing. It's calming a person that's got post-traumatic stress disorder. That is very different than just having a panic attack at the grocery store. It's it's very different, okay? Service animals are working animals, not pets. The work or task a dog has been trained to provide must be directly related to the person's disability. Dogs whose sole function is to provide comfort or emotional support do not qualify as service animals under the ADA. I'm going to read that again. This is from ADA.gov. This is federal law, my friends. If we want to change it, we got to do it the right way. But this is what the law says. Okay. Dogs whose sole function is to provide comfort or emotional support do not qualify as service animals under the ADA. There it is. Now, the reason I'm reading this and the reason I want you to share this is because if 
an international company as large as Ashley Furniture either does not know or is too afraid to tell that woman that she cannot bring her dog to work because emotional support dogs are not covered under the ADA, there's a problem. There is a problem. There's a problem with these business owners that won't stand up for what is right. And they just don't, they just let people say, you know, they just assume people, you know, oh, they got a vest off Amazon. It must be right, you know, and that's just, that's, that's horrible. You can't be that way. You can't, because look what happened with the dog at, at, at my daughter's work. It's, you can't, it's just not okay. And, and here I am getting harassed about my dog. And so it's, it's just, it's not okay. And I think that companies need to understand that these definitions are for their protection. I mean, if, think about it, if that dog had bit that girl, not only would the dog's handler be liable, but so would Ashley Furniture because Ashley Furniture is allowing a dog to be there that is not qualified under the Americans with Disabilities Act. In case all of you don't know what ADA is, I'm sorry. If you don't know what ADA means, it's the Americans with Disabilities Act. Um, and so these, these companies, they just, they don't want to say anything or they don't know. And, and that could have been a very bad incident. Um, now, this goes on to say, this definition does not affect or limit the broader definition of assistant animal under the Fair Housing Act or the broader definition of service animal under the Air Carrier Access Act. So what that basically means is um, one of the ways that, well, not one of the ways, one of the times it is legal for someone to ask for documentation of a legitimate service animal is if you're renting a house. Um, they are absolutely 100% because if they have a no pet policy, it's a no pet policy. Service animals, as I read above, service dogs are not pets. And so you need to understand that, you know, these people are renting their home and they don't want animals in their house. But they understand that under the Fair Housing Act, they cannot discriminate against you for having your service dog. But they are absolutely 100% fully within their legal rights to ask for certification, legal documentation from the school that the dog graduated from that shows what your disability is and what the tasks that that dog is performing. Um, they are absolutely 100%. So it makes it a little bit broader of a definition in there. And also with all this new stuff with um, flights, 
which is the Air Carrier Access Act. Um, and that's basically, um, you know, uh, if you have a small dog that's not a service dog, you could bring it on the plane on, in a carrier. Um, service dogs, you have to have documentation once again. And, but they don't have to be in the carrier. They do have to be, of course, leashed and harnessed and, and have all the proper, proper documentation. And I can talk more about both of those if you guys would like me to. So um, if you do want to hear more about the, the broader definitions under the Fair Housing Act and or the, um, the Air Carrier Access Act, just let me know. Shoot me an email, um, Garmin Navigates at Outlook.com, or just go ahead and post it on my social media, Navigating Life with Lara and Garmin on Facebook and LinkedIn, or Garmin Navigates on Twitter. Um, now, some state and local laws also define service animal more broadly than the ADA does. How, but you can also you can get that stuff from um, whichever state you're in. The, go to your state attorney general's office and you can get that, all the information for your state. Because it does vary. Um, and I don't know exactly how. Um, so here we go. Where service animals are allowed. Under the ADA, state and local governments businesses and nonprofits nonprofit organizations that serve the public generally must allow service animals to accompany people with disabilities in all areas of the facility where the public is allowed to go so for example and this is perfect this is perfect a hospital okay in a hospital it usually would be inappropriate to exclude service animals from areas such as patient rooms, clinics, cafeterias, or examination rooms. However, there's always a however, however, but it may be appropriate to exclude a service animal from operating rooms or burn units where the animal's presence may compromise compromise a sterile environment. Now, notice that did not say pre-op, that did not say recovery, that did not say any of that. And if any of you listened to my episodes last year about me being escorted out of the hospital and not allowed in with David during his pre-op or post-op after a couple of surgeries at two different hospitals. And when he pulled up this law and showed it to the last one at Banner Thunderbird, the woman actually said, hospital policy trumps federal law. I'm sorry, ma'am, that's not true. I'm sorry, it's not true. Now, don't think that, you know, there's no responsibilities for the, for the owner. This goes on to say, a service animal must be under control of the handler. Under the ADA, service animals 
excuse me, must be harnessed, leashed, or tethered unless the individual's disability prevents using these devices or these devices interfere with the service animal's safe, effective performance of tasks. In that case, the individual must maintain control of the animal through voice, signal, or other effective controls. Now, here's an example. When I first got Garmin, we went in the grocery store and I don't know what his problem was. Somebody walked by that he thought was sketchy and he barked. And the checkout line manager lady came over and said, if he's going to behave like that, you're going to have to, you're going to have to leave. Now, most people would think, oh my gosh, you're kicking out a blind lady. Well, she's absolutely within her rights, 100%. And so even if my daughter's employee's quote, service dog was in fact a legitimate service dog and he had done that, they are still 100% legally fully entitled to say that dog is no longer allowed in this store, period. The dog has shown aggression, is no longer allowed in this store because a, an honest to goodness, true service dog is not going to show aggression. It's, they're just not. Now, it is possible maybe they might get a little jealous, like Garmin is jealous. He'll give David or anybody sitting next to me, the stink eye, and like try and climb up in between us. Number one, that's not when he's working. And number two, he is not aggressive about it. And so there is a huge difference, but you cannot have a service animal that's gonna be aggressive. It just, that's absolutely unacceptable. And so when you, when you, when you see these, you know, I, I can't even, I can't even tell you how many times I've been like in Walmart or a random grocery store and there's a freaking little rat dog in a cart or running around barking its stupid fool head off. It's, it's stupid. It's stupid. And I don't think that people understand the ramifications of that. You know, because those people are in their own little world. They don't care. They don't, doesn't matter to them that um, they're not, you know, that they don't have their dog under control. My dog's under control. So, you know, whatever, it's fine. But nobody seems to think about how that impacts people, even people with more severe disabilities that now have to fight to be able to bring their service dogs with them. Getting on the bus, so many times getting on the bus, I've had bus drivers comment, now that's an actual service dog because he gets right under the seat and just lays down. He doesn't get on the, the bus and start barking at people. He doesn't run up and down the aisles. You, the problem can be can start to be solved if people would stand up for what's right.
And people are so afraid to hurt people's feelings that they don't want to do it. What I find funny is Ashley Furniture will let the dog, you know, darn near rip a child's face off. But Banner Thunderbird won't let me sit in a recovery room with someone that just had surgery. How incredibly different. You know, because people do not know the laws. And so I do, I will maybe next time talk about some um, exclusions, um, some specific rules, some, you know, charges, different things, charges that can be filed, things like that. I'll, I will talk about that next week. Um, for now, I'm going to get ready to close, but I want to offer first ever. Okay. My book, You Can't Even Begin to Imagine Gaining Strength While Losing My Sight. You all know it's my memoir. It's available on Amazon and on Kindle. But what I would like to do is I would like to offer it to you guys. If you would like an autographed, personalized copy of my book, please send an email to Garmin Navigates at outlook.com with your name and your address. Let me know if there is something specific you would like me to write. If there's a question or something that you would like me to answer in the book, you know, anything, what would you like me to write to personalize the copy of this book for you? It'll be $20. That includes shipping. So I will, uh, you know, at the time of purchase, I'll give you my Zelle information, or you can um, mail me a check or money order, whichever you prefer. I'm not set up to take credit cards or anything like this. That's This is my first time doing anything like this. I'm hoping to expand to do a little bit more. Um, but for now, again, you can't even begin to imagine gaining strength while losing my sight. If you'd like to hear a first uh, overview of it. I think it'll, if you listen on Kindle to the sample, it'll read you the first two chapters and, you know, decide from there. I'll read the reviews. Um, and again, if you would like a personalized autographed copy, send an email with your name and address and what you would like written in the book, um, to Garmin Navigates at Outlook.com. G-A-R-M-I-N-N-A-V-I-G-A-T-E-S at Outlook.com. Until next week, I will pray for many blessings on you guys. I've got birthdays coming up next week. My daughter and my granddaughter on the same day. So I'm super excited. I'm going to Colorado for the weekend to see my granddaughter who's turning six. I cannot wait. So I'll be sure to tell you guys how that goes. And uh, so until next week, I hope you have a great week. Be a blessing to others and, you know, stay safe and be kind and stand up for what's right. All right, y'all. Toodles. <laughs>